right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Last Call podcast. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual on Sunday night, Dave Eddy. What's up, man? Having a good day? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. We, we had a little ways to go, but no matter what, it was a good day of football, man. A lot of, lot of good games, a lot of close games. Yeah, it was um, a hell of a yeah. finish to the uh, the early afternoon games. I tweeted that out. It was pretty exciting. So uh, let's yeah. jump right into this, man. Let's jump right into the fire here. First game on the docket, Steelers-Titans. Good one for the day to start out with. Steelers win 27-24. Thought the Titans were going to do it, but not not so much. Couldn't pull the comeback. Um, you know, good stats all around for the Steelers, really. But story of the day here, Deontay Johnson comes back. People were kind of iffy on him. But he looked healthy and really good. Nine for 80 for two touchdowns on the other side of the ball. A.J. Brown is just a beast, dude. Like six for 153 and a touch. Uh, just, oh, man. Big Ben would have had a great game if he didn't throw three stupid picks. But, like, <laughs> otherwise, he had a pretty pretty solid day. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about this Steelers wide receiver core now with all three of them healthy? I thought it was very interesting. People were, like, really ready to – to uh, write off Juju there, but uh, he he has, you know, today he got 14 t- targets. Johnson saw 15, and then Claypool won. Like, what? That was bizarre. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed, man. That, that's a good offense up and down. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as much as I, I hate Ebron, you know, he's a receiving tight end that unfortunately can't catch, but he's a receiving tight end. Um, you know, and then they got, uh, obviously Connor in the backfield who can, you know, run and catch well. So, I mean, you're going to have games, I think, when everybody's healthy that somebody just isn't going to get it. You know what I mean? I think it's just the way that it goes. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what you, I don't know what, what you expect, I guess. You know, someone's got to someone's gotta take it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was hearing something earlier, I think it was yesterday <clears throat> somewhere, I forget where I heard it, that, Tomlin really has, hasn't come out and announced like who his number one is. It's going to be game dependent. It's going to be whoever's kind of hot hand, which I mean, I guess with these guys, I guess it makes sense. But, um, uh, dude, interestingly enough, like, and, and I know we don't talk about kickers much, but I mean, do the, do the Titans need to realistically think about bringing another kicker here? I mean, Goskowski missed two easy kicks. I feel like for him, they well, could have won like- the game, man. He's like seventy years old. I mean, you got to give the guy a break. You know, he's I he's guess. won like he's won fourteen Super Bowls. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, the you know, uh, like you, I watch Red Zone. You know, so uh, I guess we end up seeing pretty much every one of his kicks. And yeah, he is just definitely not the guy he was. No, uh, you know, at least it, in my memory, you know, he's he's a guy that doesn't miss. And now, yeah, he's he's iffy at best. Um, you know, kickers, especially, you know, for a team like the Titans that, that tend to play some some close games, you know, every week, um, you know, that, that, that could be a make or break kind of situation for them. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do. I would not be one bit surprised to bring in another kicker, but uh, <clears throat> enough about that game. Let's move on here. Your Lions win another game. Uh, what a 23 to game. 22. Um, Stafford 25 for 36, 340 and a touch. Galladay 6 for 114. Matt Ryan, 31 for 42, 338 and a touch. Gurley, 63 and two touchdowns, although he didn't mean to score one of them. <laughs> and it he, oh, the he, meant to, he meant to score it. Don't, don't get him wrong. He shouldn't have, but he meant to. Uh, he tried to fall down. I think he got, like, clipped and tripped up and, like, just fell a little farther than he wanted to. 
It looked it was weird. Um, I mean, to be honest, though, he shouldn't have even been in that situation. Why Atlanta didn't just do two kneels and kick the and kick the, the field goal? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, why they ran? I mean, listen, this is the shit that happens in Madden. Like somebody decides, oh, I'm going to run the ball. Da da da. You just let them score. Okay, go ahead and score, so I get a chance to to you know to go much, and have much. my own possession. So why they didn't just kneel the ball? I 100 percent agree with you. It makes no strange. sense to me. Um, <laughs> very, very, very strange. Very. Um, one thing I want to ask you about is uh, the Lions' backfield split. So Swift had 49 percent of the, the snaps. AP thought saw 30, and Kirion saw 22. He's an afterthought. Um, you know, people were asking for the Swift coming out party. We got it last week. And now it looks like he's finally taking over at least the snap uh, share here. Is it safe to throw Swift in your lineup every week now? At least in like maybe a flex? I mean, season long, I would say so. Yeah, yeah I think that's what I'm referring to. I think to. that's good. I think that's, I think he's good to go. I mean, you'd still like to see him get a little bit more of that, especially, you know, with, I mean, I know they like to run the ball or, you know, they try to run the ball. So, you know, that's why they like AP. He's, you know, obviously a, a bigger kind of a more, you know, bruising back. But, I mean, Swift is the better player by a mile. Um, yeah. And, you know, Seems like I it. think that it's it was nice to see that, you know, he did continue to get, you know, the shares this week after, you know, he kind of had a great game last week, of course. So I think we're finally starting to see the pendulum swing that way. Um, but they're the Lions, so next week he might have, you know, two snaps. So, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, who knows, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Swift saw nine carries, but did see five targets, <clears throat> caught four of them. AP saw 11 carries, only one target. So kind of what you expect there. So uh, moving on here, Browns, Bengals. Browns win 37-34, another close game for Burrow, but not quite, you know, pulling it out. Um Baker, 22 for 28. Pretty efficient, 297 and five touchdowns. I had to, like, double-check that one because I was like, what? <laughs> I knew he, like, kept – like, I kept seeing him on red zone, but I didn't realize he threw five touchdowns. Granted, it was, like, to his tight ends. <laughs> so, like, yeah, then, it helped yeah, one to nobody. Hunt too, yeah. um, Burrow, 35 for 46, 406, three touchdowns, one pick. Boyd caught 11 for 101 and a touch. I believe Higgins had a pretty decent day. AJ Green was involved, so pretty good all around there for them. Uh, interestingly enough, OBJ goes out early in this game, and the Browns were down, and then he goes out, and the Browns' offense clicks. I mean, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to infer it. Like, what do we think? About <laughs> like, OBJ being a kind of a cancer to this team. I mean, I kind of always thought he was. I, is there something to it? Well, I mean, I think we'll find out. Last I had heard, they were fearful it might be a pretty serious injury. So I think that uh, regardless of what the answer is, um, we're, we're going to get it here soon. Yeah. Yeah, we, we shall see. I, uh, you know, I hate to see people get hurt, but I, I really don't think that, that OBJ is good for this team, man. I think he just, you know. I don't know. This is not. I, I just don't like him all that much. So Panthers, Saints, Panthers lose twenty-seven, twenty-four. DJ Moore caught four for ninety-three and two touchdowns. Had one big play. Another, you know, good touchdown catch as well later on. Kamara fourteen for eighty-three, eight catches for sixty-five. We knew he was going to get fed the rock because without MT, 
without Sanders, you know, there's not a whole lot else there. Those guys aside, I mean, they kind of did what you were hoping. You know, I guess you're looking for more consistency from Morris still. It's hard to trust him. But I want to ask you, man, like we've been touting Mike Davis for a long time, but in, and you kind of thought he'd still do well in this game. But he's starting to lose some value here over the last couple of weeks. Defenses are really targeting him and uh, shutting him out. I mean, we were thinking that maybe Mike Davis was going to still be involved when CMC comes back, but maybe not so much now that we've seen these last couple of weeks from Davis. Haven't been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say that's very fair. That's two um, rather pedestrian weeks in a row. And I, I'm trying to remember what I saw, if if it was sounded like CMC was coming back for their next game or not. But um, I can't remember. Either way, um, yeah, I think, I think Davis is losing his case a little bit. Um, yeah. I, so I, I think the reality of it is, and it probably would have happened anyways, is that you know CMC will get as much work in as they want to give him. Um, you know, as they ease him in a little bit. So, yeah, I think Davis probably, you know, doesn't even have the, you know, same value like Latavius Murray has um, here in about, you know, three or four weeks. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Uh, next game, Bills, Jets. Bills win 18 to 10. Not exactly the game you were hoping to get from the Bills. Uh, people were thinking Josh Allen was just going to go off and he had the passing yardage, but. <clears throat> Uh, no touchdowns. Thankfully, he got you 61 rushing yards, but not the game you were hoping to get from him at all. And whew, um, kind of, you know, this was a field goal game for them, unfortunately. Yeah. The Jets, he got nothing. Beasley, I guess, you know, 11 for 112. So those of you who started him in DFS, I guess, good for you. <laughs> got you a lot of a lot of PPR points. That's for damn sure. But I mean, like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, what what gives with Josh Allen? Like. It's just a blip on the like they're just looking over this game or you know I don't know what what do you think about this I mean it, it is not atypical for you know teams to play to the level of their competition but this is you know a little bit of a trend here recently you know Allen started off obviously just you know setting the world on fire and and he has definitely you know fallen back to earth um it's not like the Jets have a good defense or I mean I you know the, there wasn't a whole lot whole lot of reason for him not to have a, a bigger day so i mean if it was just you know a one-time thing i'd say on the radar you know whatever but we're looking at what like three weeks in a row of him not being you know the mvp that he was right off the bat so i think he's still obviously very useful and productive but i think people need to just you know temper their expectations on him and not expect him to be, you know, the Hall of Famer that we saw for the <laughs> right. first part of the season, you know. I, I can agree with that. So not who he is. Yeah, on the Jets side, nothing to write home about, so we'll just skip over them. Uh Washington football team and the Cowboys. Oh boy. Um twenty five <laughs> to three Washington <laughs> football team. Uh was not pretty for the Cowboys at all. This was one of the worst games I've seen them play in some time. And yeah, look, I know the Washington football team's offense or defense is, is good. Um, but they're not, let's hold the Cowboys to three points. Good. You know, the Cowboys de- offense still has too much talent for them to do this. I, I, I don't know if it's offensive line or if Andy Dalton's just not going to be the guy that they were hoping he was. But I mean, what do we do with Zeke, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, et cetera? I mean, Gallup got zero today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lamb, I think, got 
no reception. He, I, I think he got like point something points because he had like a rush. I mean, what do you do with these guys? They're almost in, they're almost impossible to start in season long at this point. I mean, uh, I guess that you know to, to your first point, I think it is more a combination of you know the offensive line. And then, you know, Andy Dalton, you know, um, I thought that there wouldn't be much if, well, I wouldn't say if any, but I didn't think there'd be much of a drop off with Dalton in there. But I think I either overestimated, um, you know, Dalton or I didn't give enough credit to that, uh, how poor that offensive line is. But I think obviously, you know, I think Zeke and Cooper are just, well, Zeke, Cooper and Lamb, I think they are whatever, you know, like, I I don't think that there's much you're going to do if you own them to not be playing them. Uh, Gallup, you know, he was kind of a guy that, you know, week in and week out could have a high ceiling, but also has a very low floor just because of, you know, everyone that's around him. So I think that everyone kind of maintains their same, you know, level of, of play that you needed them for in season long. And, you know, maybe, you know, with the exception, maybe, you know, Gallup becomes a guy that if you own him, he is definitely not a must start. But the other I three dropped I Gallup think- in one league that I had him in. I forget. Oh, see, there I, was you just, go. I was just like, you know what? I, it's great. It was a ten-team league, but I was just like, eh, you know what? Not getting it done. I'm gonna move on. Um, yeah. On the Redskins side here, Redskins, whatever. Washington football team side. Gibson, twenty <laughs> carries for 128 and a touch. McLaurin, seven for 90 and a touch. Gibson, man, those touches, man. Twenty carries, and I know he got some some receptions out of the backfield too. I mean, is he finally someone we can fully trust here, or was this just game script? They got up big and just fed him the rock. I mean, it's 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 more I think opponent. I mean, I don't I like Gibson. You think he's fine? He was uh, one of my main targets in DFS this week, and I would have played him more if he was more trustworthy. But I still was just a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't. You know, he does nearly equally split touches with uh, McKissick typically. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, what it really comes down to is last week, you know, Kenyon Drake rose from the dead and had almost, well, he had a career high in rushing. They had like 168 yards rushing. So I felt pretty comfortable that, you know, Gibson was going to get his touches. So, um, I, I don't think it's as much of a credit to Gibson as it is just a, a detriment of that defense, man. Like they are, they're a dumpster fire big time. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a mess <clears throat> over there for the Cowboys and, Tell you what, I'm not I'm not the biggest Washington football team fan anymore. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I just I don't I can't. It's hard to root for uh, a Snyder run team anymore. Sure. But uh, I still definitely hate the Cowboys. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad to see this happen today. Uh, right, Packers, right, right. Packers, Packers and Texans. This was a, a game that had shootout written all over it. Uh, Packers 35, Texans 20. Rogers 23 for 34, 283 and four touchdowns. Jam. Uh, Devontae Adams, 13 catches for 196 yards and two touchdowns. So for anybody that was worried about those two after last week, you are no longer worried. Uh, Jamal Williams <laughs> in replacement of um, bleh. Who am I thinking? Aaron Jones. Jones, thank you. <laughs> is um, like half watching the game and, and half trying to talk, not working. 19 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown, caught four for 37. So, pretty good day for him, too. On the Texan side, Cobb caught eight for 95, Cook seven for 60. Nothing fantastic, honestly, from the Texan side, but, you know, useful, I guess, is the word. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, the offense was on fire again for the Packers. You know, I. I do want to ask you, though, like, 
If you look at the opponents the Packers have faced, and I mentioned this on the Fancy Six Pack Hour podcast on Thursday with with AJ, their opponents this year, the first four were subpar defenses. Got like Minnesota, and you had Detroit in there. Uh, forget who else. Like I, I don't have everybody listed, but I think Atlanta was in there, like subpar. Then they played Tampa and just looked awful. Now they play Houston, who is also a subpar defense. I mean. Are we putting a little bit too much stock in this offense and Rodgers being back to his, like, Hall of Fame self, you know, that he was, like, two, three years ago based off of him playing really bad opponents? I mean, I think what it comes down to is this offense is very, very top-heavy. So, you know, when you're facing, you know, lesser defenses, you know, they're not able to stop, you know, um, Devonte Adams and you know, you know, typically Aaron Jones. And then once you get you know a, a much better defense in there, you know they're able to you know at least slow down you know those top guys, and then that makes the whole offense struggle. So yeah. I think in in this instance, you know, it really is a case of you know they face better defenses, they're they're going to struggle because they're going to have you know a more of an opportunity to shut down you know those you know the, their their top guys. So yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's to the level where you're going to be sitting Rodgers anytime soon unless, you know, unless no. he has like two, three games bad in a row against good opponents and he's got another good defensive ahead of him. Maybe then you think about streaming somebody else in his place. But for now, you're just firing these guys in, especially the top ones. Everybody else, you can kind of you can kind of fade. <clears throat> Bucks and Raiders. Uh, Bucks win this one 45 to 20. Brady was just lighting them up, man. 33 for 45, 369, four touchdowns. Scotty Miller, six for 109 <laughs> and a touch. I believe Godwin had a pretty good day, too. I don't have the stats in front of me, so he had a pretty nice day. Fournette came back and split carries pre- pretty well with Jones, uh, 11 to 13. On the other side of the ball, Aguilar, 107 and a touch. Uh, I mean, the Tampa defense pretty much shut them down, honestly. Like, it wasn't a good day. You know, we we were worried early in the week that the offensive line wasn't going to be able to come back, but it's possible that the week off with, you know, basically they had no practice all week. Maybe they just couldn't do anything. But, I mean, this Tampa defense is legit. Obviously, we saw what they did against the Packers last week, and uh, it's going to be tough for a lot of teams to do really anything. But on this Tampa side, I mean – Brady's hit or miss, honestly, with with, with his weeks. I, I don't think we're gonna get this kind of performance from him every week. But like, it's can we trust somebody week in and week out? Like of the you know the receivers or the running backs on this offense. I mean, like Mike Evans was like was a dud this week. Does nothing, and now they're gonna be bringing in Antonio Brown in two weeks. And so yeah, what do we no, do with I, this offense? It, it's very much like, you know, we said last week, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, the Brady offense there in New England where, you know, you don't know who you can trust any given week. But it was just because, you know, they had a lot of, you know, depth, but the depth wasn't at this talent level. So it's, yeah. it's the same issue. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you've got, you know, Antonio Brown, you know, Godwin, um, and Evans, if, you know, like in New England, they had, you know, lesser receivers, but also fairly nobody. equal. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah. So, no, unfortunately, you know, they've got so much talent that, you know, it sucks when you own some of these guys um, because they're hard to play. But when yeah. you don't have a choice, you don't have a choice. You know, yeah. I mean, you didn't draft 
you know, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans to, to sit them. Like, I mean, there's almost no way you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, it's tough, man, because you drafted, especially Evans and Godwin, you drafted those guys probably second round in most leagues, uh, yeah. at worst third round, and um, they are not living up to expectations. Granted, there have been some injuries, but you don't expect goose eggs from those guys, so it's it's tough. Oh, God, man, no. When, especially when Scotty Miller goes off for 6-1 and one or 9, and Gronk's getting involved again, so it's, it's a oh, good luck. Speaking yeah. of good luck, the 49ers in this maddening, uh, running back carousel they have here um pissing me off 49ers win 33 to 6 over the pats um jeff wilson folks jeff wilson not jarek mckinnon jeff wilson 17 for 112 and three touchdowns six receptions for 115 then he got hurt <clears throat> i don't even i think jared mckinnon had one carry the entire game what? Who did he piss System, off? System, man. System running backs. I don't get it. I mean, even the hasty guy. Like, people were kind of all over him as far as, like, you know, kind of a hot pickup and an interesting guy that, you know, because he had a, a good, pretty good week last week after Mostert went out. He didn't do much of anything. It, I, I, I hate trying to guess this 49ers backfield. I, I hate the question. Honestly, like, I hate the questions I get from it every week, but I get the questions because nobody knows. But, like, everybody's like, well, who do you like? Who do you like out of this backfield? It's like, nobody. <laughs> if Mostert's healthy, it's Mostert. Otherwise, I don't know. I literally don't. I mean, I would have thought for damn sure it was going to be McKinnon, but it wasn't. Yeah, I, I, mean, Jeff I definitely Wilson, would have, too. Yeah, uh, I got lucky. I got yeah. lucky that there was so many value plays. Um, this week for you know DFS with Bernard and you know right. Jamal Williams because if not Otherwise, I don't think I mean played McKinnon <laughs> not a lot but yeah but yeah definitely I definitely would have had he would have been cheap enough yeah he would have been yeah, one of the definitely. cheaper options but yeah so and you would have yeah, gotten knew, zero yeah. out of it yeah uh, on the other mm-hmm. side of the ball man oh man how <clears throat> quickly the tide has turned for the Patriots and Cam Newton. Pre-COVID, man, he looked like he was rolling on all cylinders. Nobody was going to be able to stop him. Post-COVID, 9 for 15 this game, 98 yards and three interceptions. I mean, what? Any ideas what's going on? Like, any guesses? Cause bad. Um, he sucks, I guess. <laughs> I mean, um, well, I don't know. I don't know how many say. people I told <laughs> trade his ass high right now because he is not oh. going to keep this up. Um, yeah, three weeks ago. Hopefully you listened, but uh, yikes. It's not good. Um, <clears throat> and speaking of not good, my fantasy team that's actually playing Cam Newton is actually going to lose to Cam Newton because it is also not good. Um, <laughs> uh, Chiefs 43, Broncos 16. Those are the shootout or a route. Um and it wasn't even like offensively for the Chiefs. Nope. This was defense and special teams. And oh my gosh, we are, you know, you and I are in that team. We drafted teams, right? And so I had the first pick, obviously, picked the Chiefs. Everybody would. And this game happens. So I get nothing offensively from those guys. It's pretty fantastic. And I start like five of them. So yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I guess. Edwards Hilaire, kind of interesting here. Edwards Hilaire, eight for 46 and a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell, six. So pretty even split there already. Um, I did not get the reception totals there. So uh, we'll, we'll get those uh, 
to check on those. But, you know, on the Broncos side here, we saw Lindsey go out with an injury. So Gordon led the way, 17 carries for 68. But Lindsey was looking good while he was in there. But uh, I think it's going to be, a, from what I understand, it's a pretty bad injury for Lindsey. So he might miss some significant time here. Or no, sorry, it was a concussion. Who was I thinking got um, knocked out pretty good? Um, I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> somebody has a high ankle sprain, and I can't remember who it is. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this game, you can't really read much into it. Like, you know, you, you, you can't get disappointed with the Chiefs offense here. Those guys are going to produce more often than not. It's just, there's so, you know, again, there's so many of them. It, they're not all going to go off every week, but, you know, you got to start them when you can, you know, but they, they didn't have to do anything this week, honestly. It was just defense. They just kind of ball controlled it at that point. So I think we can move on. Um, last game here, Jags, Chargers, Chargers, 39, Jags, 29, high, high, high scoring game. James Robinson returned 22 for a buck, 19 and a touch, four receptions for 18 yards and a touch. So great game by him. <clears throat> uh, Herbert, man, he is the surprise of the year for me, honestly. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I, a, I didn't think he was going to play. Obviously, the whole Tyrod situa- situation was, you know, something that nobody expected to happen. But even if Herbert did play, I did not expect him to play this well. It is amazing oh. what he is doing. Twenty-seven for forty-three, three hundred forty-seven yards, three touchdowns, ran nine times for sixty-six and a touch. I mean, <laughs> this guy is putting up numbers that not many quarterbacks have done in their rookie career, in their in their rookie year. So. I mean, yeah, he's got great weapons around him, and that's that's super helpful. I mean, you know, most rookies don't come in with this kind of supporting cast. So, I mean, is Herbert inching close to that, like, QB1 almost must-start territory at this point? I mean. Ooh, I, I, uh, I think we got a little bit. I think we got a little bit to go. There's so many elite quarterbacks. There's so, you know, um, that he's, he's not in that realm. Um, he's – Without a, looking at a list in front of me, I would have to say he's still, you know, outside the top ten. Um, I so, mean, like, would you rather start Herbert or like Big Ben or like Tannehill or Matt Ryan? Well, like, I, like Tannehill, but um, I think between like him and Big Ben, I it's probably just matchup dependent. Yeah, um, but you would he's say Herbert bottom, has a higher ceiling. He's in that bottom for me. He's in that like bottom tier of like QB ones where there's there's really like six or seven guys every week that could like bounce in and out, right? It feels like, and so they're kind of in that streaming category. Anybody outside of like the QB eight, I feel like isn't must start, and so they're just streaming in and out. And so you oh. you know you're 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 putting in like the Brady's and and the Breeze and the Tannehills and the Big Bens and the Matt Ryan's and things like that. Like you're just swapping them in and out. But he is definitely in that conversation every week now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, we are, of course, I'm at a spot where they're not showing the score. Wrapping things up, Seattle 27, Arizona 17, 8.30 to go in the third. Um, <clears throat> this game's high scoring, and, and you're loving it because you need it. And uh, good luck I mean, to you. Just and a your, little uh, bit more. Your yeah. DFS, man, you're going you're gonna to bring in some coin this week. So, looks looking like so. Good luck to you. And uh, good luck to everybody else listening, and we will talk to you all next week.